Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Cantu, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. Hey, God bless you guys. Welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, John Ryan Cantu. Um, in the studio today with someone that I had not met prior to recording this interview. He was actually recommended to me by a friend to have onto the show. So I reached out to him. We had a preliminary phone call to kind of lay out the outline for the show. And man, I was blown away after our conversation here on the podcast. Um, I'm really excited for you to, to, uh, to listen to it. We get deep, we get a little philosophical, we're talking about truth, and anytime you talk about truth, you can't help but get a little philosophical, and um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm, I'm very grateful to have made this this new connection, this relationship, and uh, I, I, I now consider Dustin a friend. I hope he considers me a friend as well. If not, that'd kind of be awkward, but um, yes, so we're going to go ahead and get into the show. First, I do want to remind you of the importance of ratings and reviews. It helps us rank on iTunes. Please. If you're enjoying the content and have yet to leave a rating or a review, please do so now. And I want to kind of just read uh, a couple of uh, reviews that we have. Um, let's see here. We have we have quite a bit. Thank you, guys. Um, Toxic 2007. I don't know who that is, but they said, I enjoy the guests. I enjoy the guests and the wisdom and experiences they share. Thank you, Toxic 2007. I'm sure you're not a toxic person. Um, uh, Lord's Warrior 142 says, I am so grateful that I subscribe slash follow this podcast. The information and advice are amazing and it's not boring at all. Thank you, Lord's Warrior. Uh, so we have several more positive uh, reviews and we have uh, some some great ratings. So uh, I just challenge you to be a part of part of what's going on and um you know let us know if you are enjoying the content i'd really appreciate that um so without any further ado i want to get to today's uh, guest dustin bass once again phenomenal conversation that we had and i uh, hope you enjoy it uh all right guys help me welcome today's guest uh he's dustin bass he is a creative mind he's a writer podcaster musician he's done some acting and uh has a message that urges people to embrace truth and i'm excited to be talking to him today dustin thanks for joining me man yeah man glad to be here yeah uh so you are actually a uh you're a friend of of jesse jesse carvalho right yeah yeah he was on the show um i think it was episode number 10 we talked about young adult ministry because he was doing that for for a while uh at the end of the show you know we've been good friends for for a while he just kind of uh threw out some names he was like hey you should have this guy on the podcast and you were the first guy that he um he mentioned and um i was i was i was excited because i, I need to start kind of getting out of my circle and, and, and into people that i don't really know personally mm -hmm. um but it, it kind of did take a little bit of, you know, Facebook stalking, you know, yeah, before yeah. I reached out. You got to do, <laughs> do it. Yeah, you got to do your the due diligence. Yeah. Um, and so I reached out to you and we uh, we started talking. How long have you, you known Jesse for, for a while? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, okay. so that's about 25 years, I guess. 25 years? Dang. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, he's a he's an awesome guy, man. He's a, yeah, he's a great him. friend. Love him to death. Yeah, great friend to know. Um, and so I want to kind of ask you, uh, just kind of before we get started, and it's a question I don't particularly love when people ask my, me because mm -hmm. it's like it's such a huge question when, when you when you're asked to 
tell us a little bit about yourself because yeah. like how can you do that I in like three minutes a little bit right yeah. yeah i mean there's so many aspects that you might unless you're five and then so <laughs> there's not there's not too much there you know, going like on toys. yeah um but you know just for the sake of those who might not uh know you maybe can you give us a little bit of a a bit of background on on who you are and um and what you're what you're doing yeah uh i guess quick quick background um i was raised <clears throat> raised a pastor's son and um, and then ended up growing up, graduated, uh, with Jesse at a Sweetwater Christian okay, school, yeah. which no longer exists, yeah. uh, probably for good reason. <laughs> um, and, which Jesse and I do joke about that a lot. Okay. Um, and so then I went to college, graduated with a journalism degree and from Sam Houston, uh, was a journalist for about seven years, got out of that, uh, cause I didn't like where it was going, okay. um, or where it was. Um, got into marketing. Um, and then this year, uh, started my own business marketing company. And last year, almost a year ago to this month, um, about 13 months ago, started a, a show called the sons of history okay. with a friend of mine. Uh, so we do a YouTube series, um, based on historical subjects. And then we also do a weekly podcast. Okay. So yeah, in, in a nutshell, that's yeah. that's me. Okay. Yeah. And so um, that that uh, what's what's the name of the the company? It's it, Bass, Bass Trap Bass Media. Trap. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't and, sure if it was Bass Trap, like you know, like uh-huh. the the acoustical apparatus, that, you know, yeah. or if it was Bass Trap. Okay. Yeah, Bass Trap because Bass is Bass, my last right. name and Trap is uh, my business partner's last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that so makes it sense. works out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. it just sounds good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Bass Almost trap. sounds ominous, but it's not. <laughs> And so exactly, what do, you, what do you guys do exactly for, uh, for your clients? Um, well, our focus is primarily creative content. Um, so we more or less focus on stuff like writing, photography, videography. Um, so we try to do the creative aspect of, of marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our goal with any client is to first figure out, spend time with them, figure out who they are, what their mission is, what their value system is. Uh, the heart behind the business, mm-hmm. and then grow from there. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of businesses and business owners out there who have no idea who they are. Mm. They just know what they're doing. And they yeah. may be very good at it, and that's fine. And they may be successful. Um, but that puts us in a spot where we're like, well, we're not going to be a good fit for you mm-hmm. because we want to take you into a, a path of expansion if that's something that you want to do. Um, and in order to do that, you need to come across to everybody as this is who I am. Mm -hmm. It's a trustworthy, um, I don't even know if like trustworthy. Uh, I mean, we live in a society where people want to believe in something. They want to believe in groups. Um, and there's, there's the constant like feeling of anti-corporate America. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we're wanting to go back right. to how it used to be of everybody was a small business. Right. Um, and so we want to sort of push that idea at least, even if it is a big, relatively big business. Yeah. I got you. So you're, you're kind of concerned with kind of telling the story, I mm-hmm. guess would, yeah, you'd say. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's huge. Cause I think a lot of people, they respond well to stories and, uh, that's kind of the, uh, the whole up approach to, to this podcast, um, I think I mentioned to you when we were talking on the phone a few weeks ago, that um, kind of the uh, the whole format here is not so much, you know, bringing like 
little key little nuggets uh, or principles uh, relating to leadership, but more of a, of a format that brings in guests that, that kind of tell their story. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are inspired um, by them. And so that's why that's what I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for people, um, people who are doing things or making an imp- impact. They're influential, mm-hmm. maybe even without trying to be. It's just what they're doing is, is just making an impact. Right. Um, and so people who have a, you know, a, a story to tell. And so it sounds like that's what you guys are are doing. What, what about what would you say to someone or a, a company or a small business that maybe doesn't know, ha- hasn't figured out that like mm-hmm. who that identity yeah. part? Um, if I'm com- coming up to you and say, hey, man, this, this is my business. I don't really I know what I'm doing, but I don't really know who I am yet. What yeah. would you recommend someone do in that position of not knowing who they are? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Um, I think one of the things that I would tell them is if they're the business owner, they need to figure out who they are as an individual sure. because that's it's their business is going to be a direct reflection right. of that. Um, and it's interesting we um, just had, so I'm involved in Young Life, the Christian student organization. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this just last night, mm-hmm. and I was referencing Sun Tzu, the art of war, and one of the main principles that he talks about is knowing yourself and knowing your enemy. And I told him, I said, in a lot of ways, um, those are the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, I think that's the trick, is taking the time to sort of do some self-reflection. Sure. Um, Even if the self-reflection is based on your business Mm -hmm. and a lot of businesses don't, business owners don't do that. Why? Because they feel so busy. They feel so busy Mm -hmm. that they don't really take the time to say, okay, why am I doing this? Because if it is just for money, that one, that's not going to really bring you much fulfillment in what you're doing and what you're spending a vast majority of your time of your life doing. Um, two, that can also lead you down some pretty dark paths yeah. if it's just money. And money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of right. money. And you can say, well, I don't love money. It's just I want to make a lot of it. And there's nothing wrong with that because you can do a lot of good. Sure. Um, and I think Jim Rome was the one who said um, money, money doesn't make you. Mm-hmm. It magnifies you. Hmm. So if you're already a good person... And then you get a lot of money. You're going to be a better person. Or people are just going to know, because of all the things that you're going to be able to do with that money, mm-hmm. how good of a person you are. And yeah. vice, versa, vice versa, if you're a bad person, they're going to be like, this guy's a jerk. This yeah. guy's terrible. Yeah. You know, Because you're able to magnify that with your financial stability. That's great. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of self-examination, I think uh, that really goes a long way. And I, I, I find, I've always kind of been a, an entrepreneur. I've had several businesses. I, I like the flexibility of, you know, having my own schedule and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and making that. Um, the cons is I don't have great insurance, you know, yeah. or any at all. Or any. Or any. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of found myself in those situations where I, everything that I do, I have to get, I have to find the why, because if, if it's not there, then it's just, it's kind of, it's hollow. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's nothing there. There's yeah. just kind of the, uh, the uh, operational side of it. But if there's, if you don't know why you're doing it, it's kind of it's going to lead to a to a dead end. So that's mm-hmm. um, that's very very insightful. I think everyone needs to ask that question. Maybe not even in terms of like a, a business that they're starting, but like 
who they are and like what they do, what their message is. Why, yeah. why am I, why am I getting up every day? Mm. Um, what's, what's, what's the point? What's, what's my, what's my life? You know, what message am I trying to convey with the way that I live out my life? So I think that's very, very good. Everyone does have a, have a story to tell, even if they don't, uh, I guess, display it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of been, that was always the kind of issue for me beginning. I, I started, um, maybe six, seven years ago, I started a, a, a music school and um, I, I had a hard time, you know, getting business at first because I didn't want to tell my story. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even want to put myself out there because we all have, people have a sense of like, if I put myself out there and people know that I'm, I'm taking this kind of leap of faith um, and I fail, well, then everyone's going to know it, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to if I don't put myself out there, if I don't tell my story, if I don't tell, you know, people who I am and why I'm doing this, well, it's not going to be that big a deal when I fail because no one's going to know that I was right. even trying. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the risk that you take is, yeah, failure in the in, in the eyes of, of people. But I think um, by not doing it, you're gonna you're gonna fail anyways. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's great. So I, I really like what you're what you're doing. And so you, you guys do that with um, like content, like video content and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. websites. Yeah, like I that. mean, websites is something that we don't really want to do okay. uh, my business partner jared who's been um in the i guess html writing all mm-hmm. that stuff industry for the past 15 plus years yeah um his view is that eventually the whole website building like somebody coming in to build your website mm-hmm. is going to go away yeah, uh, yeah. with the rise of do-it-yourself yeah. type of thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so he he's more or less convinced of that, and I'm not inclined to disagree with yeah. him. Yes. Yeah, um, so, but like we said a second ago, it's the story. Like those those are never going to go away, and that's right. been over the course of human history. They've been writing on walls, and now we have it to where we have it digitally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always going to have stories because stories are intriguing. Yeah. Um, and stories change people's lives. Yes. Um, and then, you know, if you can put that on a digital format for your business and say, Hey, this is how we can change your life in some very small, minute way. Mm-hmm. People may buy into yeah, that. That's great. Um, one, one more comment on that. And I, I might've shared this before on, on this podcast. Um, but Scott Harris of charity water, um, <clears throat> I was listening to one of his podcasts and, and he was, he was speaking on the, on the power of storytelling. He said one of his first, um, I guess, um, attempts to to gather people and try to raise funds for 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 uh, his organization um he was basically just giving people statistics and um no one really responded to that mm-hmm. so the next year he he did it he was he told a story of a little girl who was um you know who, who was who was a victim of of unclean water and um basically i I, can't, I wish i could remember his story but i mean when he was when he was saying it um i was like wow I mean, mm-hmm. of course people would respond to that yeah. um and so that i just wanted to make that that comment that i mean storytelling goes a lot further even yeah. e- even more far than you know statistics you know it's interesting that like cuz me i'm i'm a bit of both i love statistics sure. um because i think that there is more truth mm-hmm. in the logos than mm-hmm. in the pathos yeah um and I think a lot of people don't know that there are three versions. It's ethos, pathos, and logos. Right. Whereas you you got the ethics and the logics, which should be more convincing than anything. Yeah. But people are more convinced too often. Um, and you can see that with politics and social yeah. media and different things like that. Um, anything that reaches to their emotions, right. even if it's done 
deceptively. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so a combination of those of those two mm-hmm. um, can go a long way because we connect to people's stories, yeah. um, even if we don't relate to them. Yeah, you can you can watch a documentary pushing a political agenda that you don't even agree with, mm-hmm. but it was told in such a compelling way that you're like, oh my gosh, maybe yeah. maybe I need to give these you know this this uh, perspective a chance just because mm-hmm. it's like you said it's uh, it's appealing to your emotions. Um, so yeah. That's that's great. I love that, man. And now I want to kind of ask, I want to kind of go to your um, your podcast. Okay. Uh, what was it? Uh, Sons of History. The Sons of History. The Sons that's of right. History. Yeah. Um, and so, is it is it like it sounds? Is it basically is it like a history? Yeah. And so a, a lot of it is the the basis of of the podcast is we want to take what is more or less happening today mm-hmm. and giving a lot of historical reference. Okay. To why is it happening this way, and has it always happened this way? And most of it is within the realm of America. Um, although this past podcast, and I don't know, you know, with the dates and everything, yeah. when this will go out. But uh-huh. so this may be like, well, that wasn't about the French Revolution. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, the most recent one we did before us sitting down was uh, an interview with a guy by the name of Joshua Phillip who works out in New York City for a a media organization called the Epic Times and we discuss the French Revolution right and that is something that is sort of skimmed over Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know about the French Revolution and say well it happened in 1789 they know the dates what what, what is it Yeah, yeah. yeah what what is the deal like why do I need to know that yeah and little do they know that what happened 200 and something years ago affects us today. Sure. Not so much because of the French, but because of the ideologies that came from that. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to know the source of where ideas come yeah. from. Um, and so that is one of the main things that we push on the podcast is like, where where did these laws come from? Okay. You know, when we had um, like... We talked about the caravans that were coming in and the immigration laws mm-hmm. and, and the history of immigration law in America. Um, and those are touchy subjects, yeah. but those are things that people need to know. Like, what's the source? Has America always had immigration laws? And when did they start? Mm-hmm. Um, because we can get into the realm of, well, we're a nation of immigrants. Like, yes, this is true. Um, but then, then what happened? Um, and then you start getting into a lot of information that people need to know so yeah. that they can figure out, okay, this is why this is this is happening, mm-hmm. right or wrong. Right. Yeah. And I think when you go back to the source, um, it, it opens your eyes to a lot of to a lot of new information um, that uh, you really can't you can't ignore. You know what I mean? And I, I listened to one of your. One of your shows, I can't, I can't remember which one it was. Oh, that's it was, good. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, I know. It, I don't know the name of it. It was on. It was like on Halloween. Oh uh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, and I, I listened to all of it, and I was, I was entertained. I, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I, like I mentioned to you um, when we were on the phone. I've been looking for like something that would kind of take me back into um, the history classroom. This might be, you know. A little bit hybrid of, of of both, you know, today's what's going on today mm-hmm. and what happened before. Um, but like I said, I mean, I you don't you don't realize when you're in school how important knowledge is. Mm. Um, and maybe maybe when you get to college, you start to get a little bit more sure. But um, uh, too many times that doesn't even happen then either. Um, but yeah, especially when you're in middle school and high school. 
I mean, you're just trying to get through it. You're just, just trying, trying to get, get through out. the You're just trying to get to 4 o'clock. Yeah, to, that's the way I was. Yeah. Get me out of this town. Exactly. And so that's what happened. I, I, did, I did okay in, in my history classes. I mean, I passed and I studied. And I knew the dates, you know. Mm-hmm. I never knew the why. I never knew the source. I never yeah. knew the significance of what right. those things uh, meant. And so now I'm almost 30 years old. I'm trying to kind of go back to some of the... Uh, the, the fundamental things that changed shaped our 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 America, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I'll realize that a lot of things like I don't, I, like I, I wouldn't be able to have a like a historical conversation with someone like if you were to bring me on your podcast I would bring no value to yeah. it you know <laughs> you would be asking the question I'd be asking yeah I'd be asking <laughs> the question about what's that um, and, and, but now you know because I see the the significance of it and everything mm-hmm. is rooted in, in something. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to get back there. So I'm, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a fan and I think I'm going to become a fan of your, of your podcast. Appreciate uh, yeah, the sons of history, right? The sons right. of history. Okay. And you can find that anywhere you get podcasts. Pretty I, much, I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Um, you might've answered this question already, but I just kind of want to ask it uh, in a, maybe in a different way. Um, is your podcast an MO for something? And uh, the reason I ask is because this podcast, uh, leadership podcast, is it's kind of an MO for my own leadership development, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the development of, of the listeners who might be, you know, who might be uh, listening to the podcast. That was redundant, yeah. but um, you know, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the reason behind this podcast because I want to grow in my leadership and I want to be inspired by other people and yeah. I want to learn from what people are doing. Um, and so sometimes podcasts, they have a deeper meaning there. Other times it's just like, eh, it's just yeah. that's for the heck of it. I just want to do it. Um, so is your podcast kind of an MO for maybe a, a problem that perhaps you're trying to, to solve? Yeah. Um, one of the statistics we have on our website on the homepage is uh, the 12% for proficiency rating um, among high school students uh, in U.S. history. Now, that's the lowest proficiency rating among all subjects. That kids are being taught um, about ninety, and this is based on public education okay. schools. Um, now, about ninety percent of kids are going through the public education system, mm-hmm. right? And they obviously are not being taught very well U.S. history, mm-hmm. which is the basis of what America is. It's your country. You should probably understand why the Declaration of Independence was done, and then why the Articles of Confederation didn't work, Mm -hmm. and then why the Constitution works, and why it has worked for so long, and why this Constitution is the longest living Constitution, not only now, but over the course of ever. Mm -hmm. So these are things that kids don't know, they don't get, and either they're getting a skimmed overview of history in general. Um, I know that the Korean War, um, which is something that I have taken uh, a large interest in over the past few years. They don't get taught that. Yeah. Um, they might just get a blurb of 1950 to 1953. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Um, there's so much history there. Um, and I don't think the public education system does teachers any favors mm-hmm. um, by like even Texas doing the star test. Um, um the what is it the, the common core or the no child left behind mm-hmm. these these uh, political acts and these these laws that are put into place or these um, grand ideas that are put into place like they are not helping yeah. what should be done is allowing the teachers uh, making sure that they actually are good teachers yeah. which, which is hard to do over 
tens of thousands of schools across the nation. But regardless, um, just making sure that they have enough time to teach these kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just see that there are so many kids, young adults, adults, old people Mm -hmm. that have no idea. And to an extent, there's... It's like, okay, you don't, you don't have to know everything. Good grief. You can't, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much out there that I don't know. Um, and when I compare myself to Alan, who's the co-host with me, like he is just light years ahead of me with knowing about history, which gives me some security there. Um, but yeah, the MO is information, knowledge. Um, you know, Solomon said, buy the truth and sell it not. And then we stop there a lot of times when we quote that scripture. But he says also wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Right. And that's a three-part breakdown. Mm-hmm. It starts with knowledge because that's where, and that's why, you know, you go to school. Yeah. So you can gather knowledge. You may not completely understand it, um, but eventually you will. Mm-hmm. And so that's the second step. And understanding, like you can... Like you have the music studio, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know that music sounds good. Yeah. When it sounds good. Right. But if you don't understand why it sounds good and why certain riffs sound good Mm -hmm. compared to others and why you actually need chord charts or at least um, like a 4-3 or 3-4 or 4-4 structure um, for a certain song, that is understanding. Yes. And then when you have some kid who comes in who's like, I love music. Well, that's great. Now you can come in here and you can impart that wisdom to him. Mm -hmm. Now, as I was telling kids in Young Life, I said, when you have a mentor in your life, which is everybody needs, everybody should have a mentor. Yeah, and I agree. Well, everybody should have a good mentor. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, When you have a mentor... They are imparting wisdom to you on things that you don't have knowledge of yet in a lot of, in a lot of ways. But I asked them, I said, how often have you over maybe the course of years suddenly realized like, Oh, that's why they told Mm -hmm. me that because this, so that wisdom all of a sudden comes forward. So you can gather wisdom a little bit quicker if you have a mentor, somebody in your life. And so that's a three step process that we sort of, neglect and then the buy the truth and sell it not obviously truth is not up for sale Uh, it it just is is. and we'll probably get to that later Mm -hmm. but buying the truth he means like the value of it it is the most valuable thing you must take it because if you have the truth you will be able to set your separate yourself from so many others who are in deceit. And then you will actually be able to have conversations mm-hmm. and say, well, you're wrong, very respectfully. Uh, you're wrong, yeah. and this is why. And then your knowledge, understanding, and wisdom really comes into play. Right. That's, man, that's great. I, I want to ask you, um, so, so that's, that's, your, that's your why, that's your MO. And how do we get to the place of, of I guess, like an awakening of, of the need to know the why? Because you, you, you made a great illustration with... Um, with uh, you know the music studio, um, I've had plenty of students come in, and they're, they're you know there's some kids that are just kind of they have a great ear, right? Mm-hmm. And so they come in, and and they're they're kind of showing me where they are and what they can do, and um, it, it's good because it sounds good. 
But then I tell them, okay, do you know what you're playing? Do you understand how you made this? Do you understand, uh, w- would you be able to do it in a different key? And they're like, uh, no, but, but that's okay because, you know, and those are the hardest students to teach because yeah. they're already set in a, in a mindset that I, I know it, but um, they, don't, they don't understand the why. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like you were kind of saying earlier, the, you know, the, the public school system, I, I think it's, it's been designed to really just get the students to kind of just pass, just mm-hmm. go to the next level. Um, just know the dates and um, know the names. And then once you, after the test, you don't, it's not going to, it's not going to impact your life. So you're going to forget it. Yeah. Right. But if you understand the why, um, then you're probably going to, it's probably going to be in your memory for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So how do we get to, I guess that, that awakening that, people need to know uh they they need to understand the why they need to understand why things are the way they are not just that they are not not just that they are yeah Yeah. that's what you do you get what i I get i get what you're trying to say (laughs) and i think how do we get to that awakening um and i can just i guess on, on a grand scale god gave us language which separates us from the animals Mm -hmm. he gave us language and reason and we have to reason first, and then we have to speak. So James actually references that, like, be slow right. to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, so be quick to listen, slow to wrath, slow to speak, right. right? So we need to reason first on why it is certain things are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. We have, and, and part of that reasoning is study. Yeah. You know, study to show thyself approved, right? And yeah. the scripture is all... It references so much. And I told the kids in Young Life, I'll reference this again. And I told them, I said, you will experience this for the rest of your life until you die, where people want to discount the Bible mm-hmm. and say, that's a dumb book. It doesn't have anything that you need. I said, because we were going over statistics. Mm-hmm. And we were also bringing in scriptures. I said, you see, the Bible just, it just doesn't have the statistics in there, the annual statistics. Yeah. I said, but what it's saying is a direct reflection, or this reflects what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. I said, study the Bible so you can know, like, oh my gosh, like this is great. Like, it's actually alive. Yeah. Um, studying, reasoning, and then discussing. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about this country is that we have freedom of speech at a level that is incomparable to any other nation, yeah. right? Um, we can say, oh, well, these other nations have freedom of speech. Well, not to the extent that we do. You see how nuts people can go yeah. with oh, yeah. what they say. And guess what? It's protected. Yeah. And that's good. Um, because that allows us to say, okay, that is incoherent, and here's why. Um, so I think that is the only way to bring about an awakening among people. And I think you see a lot of that mm-hmm. where people who didn't know or miseducated, or not educated at all. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that. And that's right. a beautiful moment in time it is. for that person's life. And it's a beautiful moment in time for the country as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have, you have YouTube, you have Twitter, you have social media, right? But YouTube is such, is such a huge tool that can be used for good. Um, and I truly believe that. But at the same time, it can be used for bad, yeah. as with anything. God creates beautiful things. <clears throat> Satan comes in to pervert it. Yeah. So Satan cannot create anything on his own. Right. He can only take whatever God has created and pervert it. Sure. So 
throw that little nugget in there. But, (laughs) But the more people are saying, look, here is the truth and here is why. It's based on this. Um, and here's, here's what you need to know. Take that and, and run with it and, and do what you will. Yeah. Go and do some more research. So language is how we get to that awakening. That's great. Um, on an individual level, it's sort of like you'll have those students who come in and they already feel that they've got the market cornered mm-hmm. because they've, they've been in, given a gift by God. Yeah. And so they don't need the teacher, right? right? The student feels that he's already the teacher mm-hmm. uh, because look at what I can do. Um, and interestingly enough, referencing Paul's statement, let me show you a better way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you're trying to do. And then there are some students who are like, look, I know where I am. Even if I have the gift of, you know, ear, Yeah, I need help. Yeah, I need guidance. Yeah, And so you're going to have some of those who... I would rather be in my echo chamber, so mm-hmm. leave me alone, yeah. and I'm going to stick with what I believe, right? Regardless if it's the truth or not. Yeah, that's good. And and can I also say that we we can see this in the church as well, mm-hmm. um, in regards to what we know or what we think we know mm-hmm. about the scriptures, because we were taught at an early age, but we were never again we were never taught the why. We never questioned things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're living. I think we're living in an age now where. Um, more, more and more people are asking why, yeah. and we see it from the younger, the you know, kind of, kind of the millennials, um, and even the the children of 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 the millennials, and, and yeah. they're asking, they're asking why, mm-hmm. why, why is this this way? Why do you say that this is true? And I mean, I, as a pastor, this is this has been, uh, parents have come to me with this this concern, like pastor, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell them. I was yeah. never equipped. I was never told why. I was just told what. It's a scary place. It is, and, and it is. Because then if you don't know the why, then it kind of shakes your whole foundation. It mm-hmm. kind of shakes, well, why do I believe in, in what I, I believe, what I say I believe? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and so that's, I think we see that more and more uh, today. And I just did a an episode with, uh, with a, a Christian apologist um, because I, I've always been a huge fan of Christian apologetics yeah. because it, it takes us back to kind of the source and it takes us back to answering those questions um, of, of why. Mm-hmm. We know we know what the what is. We can read it in the scriptures. Anyone who knows how to read can open up the Bible and and, 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 and see what's there. Um, but answering the why mm-hmm. um, and maybe even applying the how, I think that that's going to go a lot, a lot deeper and a lot further, especially in this generation mm-hmm. where... Um, the, People are more and more questioning, um, questioning everything. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, people are questioning everything. Um, so I think that that's a, a really important point to uh, to make. I think we can also kind of use that as a as a transition here to our our next kind of our our main topic here. Um, when we spoke on the phone a few weeks ago, we started talking on the subject of of truth, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll kind of spend the rest of our conversation uh, there. I noticed. On our first email exchange, you uh, you put your, your link to your to your website. Um, it's in the signature. I didn't do that on purpose. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I clicked on it. I clicked on it, yeah, and um, I haven't written on there in a while. Really? But yeah. Well, it, it, man, it, it's it's some great stuff. Thank you. And on the homepage, I noticed that the big bold letters that said "Embrace Truth." Yeah. And I don't, I don't. You don't strike me as a guy who just puts things up there just to, ah, I need a yeah. I need a tagline. Let me put "Embrace right. Truth." That sounds great. Um, I, I think there's something deeper there. So. I guess my first question is, do you think that we are living in an age where people don't embrace truth? 
Um, I think yes and no. Um, because when, when you say people, you're sort of saying like all people, mm-hmm. um, which is not the case, but there are way too many people that don't seek the truth. Okay. You know, because they don't see the importance in it and they are fine living in the life that whatever it is that they, they want to live. Um, and so hard questions, whatever that's, it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, just let me live my life. Right. And you sort of to reference the, the millennial situation, um, they're asking why. And I think in a lot of ways, um, maybe out of complacency for living in America yeah. and where you have everything at your fingertips, yeah. you no longer need to ask the question why, because you're bogged down with blessings. Yeah. You know? It's all good. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. So You may want to edit this part out because I'm about to drop an F-bomb. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So what was I saying? Um, Where was I like with that? Um, Oh, the millennials. Right. So getting going back to the millennials, I was reading um, a piece by John Locke, Mm -hmm. who is an old British philosopher. Um, His piece called Thoughts on Education. And he makes a statement that you can you can learn more from a child who is inquisitive hmm. than from an adult who is stuck in their own ways hmm. and that's a paraphrase but when you are growing up it's a very annoying question to your parents but you're asking why about everything Tell me about it. everything yeah. yeah yeah and so somehow some way god has put that in us hmm. to be curious be inquisitive to want to know to Seek knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost that we have what Jesus said, seek and you shall find. Yeah. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and you shall receive. And it's almost in there that we know is as children, if we seek, we will find it. Yeah. If we ask, well, we're, if we knock, it's going to be opened. We just got to keep knocking sometimes. Well, and we do a disservice to our kids when we say, it just is. It just is. It just is. Yeah. And it's, and it's a de- direct reflection on the parent or whoever, adult, to, of saying, I don't know, and it's not important to know. Right. And so that shuts down the thought yes. of seeking, yeah. of pursuing yeah. truth, mm-hmm. um, and pursuing knowledge. And so we shut down the question of why, which is extremely dangerous because those kids are going to grow up as they have throughout the course of human history. And they grow up without the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, And your parents out there, they need to understand that they're not going to have all the answers. But it doesn't mean, hey, your question is unimportant. Parents need to understand, like, yes, that's so, it's a beautiful thing that my child is asking questions mm-hmm. that they want to know. Um, so let the kids keep asking questions because eventually somebody's going to come and question them on something that they supposedly are going to know about. And going back to what you were referencing earlier in the church, mm-hmm. there are so many people out there that they couldn't, as a friend of mine we were referencing the other day, 
they couldn't debate themselves out of a wet paper bag because they only know, I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That's not enough for the unbeliever. Exactly. So for the unbeliever, they don't even know if Jesus really existed Mm -hmm. and they sure don't think that he died and rose again. So you have to have, as Paul said, be prepared to give a reason for why you believe what you believe. Yep. And so you have to meet people halfway. You're like, well, I don't want to know about other religions. I don't want to know about other philosophies. Mm-hmm. Why? Paul did. Exactly. He was taught yeah. by the Greeks. Yeah. He was a Roman citizen and he was a Jew. Mm-hmm. So he's getting all the education there. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking to the Thessalonians and when he's talking to the Corinthians, guess what? He's referencing Aristotle, Socrates, and Plato. Yeah. He is going, and so when people say to live is Christ, but to die is gain, what a statement by Paul. Mm -hmm. That's his. No, it's not. That was Socrates who said to die is gain. Mm -hmm. Paul just geniusly put in the caveat to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Yeah. Because he really understood, you know, Socrates believed in, in God. Of course, they believed in gods. Yeah. Right. But he also believed in Zeus, like there was a there was a the supreme one, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he was more or less. I'm sure that Socrates really believed in what he was saying, and that's great. And we've learned so much from the Greek the- sure. philosophers, if yeah. you will. Well, Paul, with an absolute certainty, especially with his experience on the road to Damascus, yeah. is like, oh man, to live as Christ. You know, to have the mind of Christ, but to die is gain because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yeah. So if you were to ask me, where would I rather be? I'd rather be right. dead. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's God's fault that I've been here for so long because yeah. he's brought me back to life from being stoned. Mm-hmm. He's kept me alive from being snake bit and shipwrecked. Right. So yeah. it's uh, Paul, even um, Freud, uh, Sigmund Freud considered Paul to be one of the greatest thinkers ever. And so, and that's coming from an, an atheist, yeah. right? Yeah. But those are things that it's very important to know more so that you can actually meet somebody and relate to them yeah. at, a, at a deeper level. Yeah. And well, Paul even says to the Jews, I became a Jew. To the Greeks, I became a Greek. So he was able, yeah. to, he was able to meet people on, on, on their level as, as we should be able to as well. But when we stop the... Uh, the line of thinking because we don't uh, because we confront hard questions and we just mm-hmm. turn away. Um, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're doing we're doing the world a disservice. Oh, a huge disservice. Yeah. Because if you believe that the Bible and Christianity is the truth, mm-hmm. you you need to be able to explain that exactly. to somebody of a different religion yeah. or somebody of no religion. You know because. We're all seeking. We are all in in some way, shape, or form. Even if we think that we've got the market cornered on, hey, I know. Right. So I will engage in conversation. And there have been plenty of times where I've been put in my place. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I didn't even I didn't even think of that question. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was referencing YouTube. There's so much out there to where you don't you can already you can prepare way beforehand before ever having to have that hard conversation with Mm -hmm. somebody the questions are not new they're pretty much all the same why are we here is there a god why do you think jesus is the son of god 
Why do you think God exists? Why is there pain in the world? Why is there suffering? Why is there wickedness? These are all questions that are being asked on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I listen to Robbie Zacharias all the time because he's getting asked the hard questions. And guess what? He's giving a ton of different views, but he's saying that the only one that answers all the questions of his, as he geniusly put together, the four main questions origin, meaning, morality, and destiny, like those things are, he's, those are the real hard questions Mm -hmm. that he's focused so much on. And so you're like, oh man, okay, he's saying this and it's based off of this. And okay, now I can research further into this. Guess what? Now you are, you're preparing yourself for those hard questions and you're preparing yourself for your kids when they grow Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. I mean, I I love that. That's, that's, that's so true, man. And what about what about when, when you don't, I guess, have a starting point uh, for for truth? Maybe maybe in the pursuit of truth, there's there's plenty of people that are really confused, right? And as believers, we would we would like to think that you know we we know the truth and we we continue to pursue it, pursue it, but it's based off of an absolute truth. What about those who don't who don't believe uh, or, or don't know what they believe? They don't know what truth is, and they're they're trying to search for it do you mm-hmm. think do you do you think that we're kind of living in a still in a postmodern most uh, postmodernist society or maybe a, a modernist society um where um you know just truth is kind of relative and it's just kind of you know just just let my truth be my truth and your truth be your truth and and all that um what, what do you what do you what do you think about about that the way that people view truth today? i definitely i definitely agree that we are in a postmodern era, mm-hmm. um, even <clears throat> well, I don't want to say even in the church, but even in the church, yes, you know, because like, gosh, even I grew up with the retort of, well, that's just what I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same as somebody saying, well, that's my truth, or yeah. that's your truth. Well, guess what? Truth is not a private institution; <laughs> it's a public institution, yeah, and so it can be found. It can be sort of, there are absolute truths. Yeah. Not all of them. Not all truth is absolute in that sense. Like yeah. we were referencing statistics. Right. That's why it's 94% or 76% because it's not absolute in a 100%, you know, it's not a zero sum game. Yeah. So we do struggle with that because there are the supposed smart people out there Mm -hmm. like, well, that's my truth. Like, no, that's your experience. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. There's a difference. Definitely. Don't label your experience as the truth across the board. Yes. That's where it's dangerous. Well, and people do that in, in the church all the time. And they'll say, this is true because my friend went through this experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, sure, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could think of so many different scenarios where people had different experiences. Experiences doesn't it doesn't equate truth? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It it equates reaction. Yeah. So your experience can be the same as mine, or vice versa, mm-hmm. and our reactions are going to be very different. I encourage everybody to read the very short book "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor Frankl, and he talks about. Just And he was a Holocaust survivor. So mm-hmm. he's talking about being in the concentration camp. And he's talking about how all of the prisoners were different and how all of the, the Nazi 
like the wardens and, and, mm-hmm. the, and the soldiers were different, although a lot of them were the same, right? Well, when they were liberated, the reactions were often very different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, but you read his story and you're like, oh man, that's the truth. No, not really. Yeah. That was his reaction. And that is part of the human element where we're all different. We can all react in different ways and we can react in the wrong way and we can react in the right way. Mm -hmm. Right. And that doesn't equate that. Well, that's the absolute truth of human reaction. Like, no, that's what you maybe hope will be the Mm -hmm. absolute truth of a human reaction or Oh, I hope everybody's not like that. I hope everybody, but it is human condition yeah. is an absolute truth. Like yeah. there is human nature. And like Paul just harps on that throughout pretty much all of his letters yeah. is deny, 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 deny your flesh, deny your human nature and follow after the spirit. Because if you follow after human nature, pretty much everything that you're going to do is going to be for a selfish reason. Mm -hmm. And if you do it for a selfish reason, you're not doing it for others. And if you're not doing it for others, you don't really care about the outcome for them. And therefore, typically, that's going to be a bad outcome. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. Um, So so do you think that you mentioned mentioned that we we see it in the church? And I hope I answered your question. No, you you did. You did. Um, But you mentioned that we see it in the church. Post postmodern like a postmodernist uh, culture, I agree, um, which is weird because we all we all claim to have the absolute truth. Well, we have the absolute truth giver, right? Right. But on certain principles, for example, um, slavery, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible was used to defend slavery as well as to go against slavery, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so one group would say, well, no, uh, th- this this is true. What I believe is true because this this is what the word says, right? Um, and then the other group would say, well, no, this is what the word, th- this is what the word says. And so you kind of have a, you have a disagreement on what truth is. Mm-hmm. Do, do we need, do you think that we should adopt a different term um, uh, rather than truth? Do we call it, preference do we call it conviction do we call it interpretation um what 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 do you what do you think about that because i mean schisms have happened because of disagreement on truth Mm -hmm. you know and i'm using air quotes here (laughs) yeah yeah um so maybe we need to call it something else um instead of truth because there can't be two different truths right Right. um so i don't know what do you think about And, and and when i was you know, making this question, I had never asked it before. I never thought about it before. Um, but as I kind of, you know, was getting deeper in thought, I was like, well, yeah, maybe we need to adopt a different yeah. uh, term for, for what we would uh, say is is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? That's oh, yeah. Kind of a big I question. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that would be the path of least resistance. Um, and I think that would be catastrophic um, because... If you you are running into a lot of this in society where we are redefining terms, mm-hmm. we're re- redefining absolutes from 
something as so basic as gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now we're redefining it. And, and you would think like nothing could be more certain than that. Right. But the path of least resistance says, well, let them have their cake and eat it too. Mm. So I think if you get into that one, you, you invite laziness into the conversation. Um, you would rather be defeated than victorious mm-hmm. or at least coming to a bit of a, a stalemate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody is saying, well, let's, you brought up the slavery thing, right? Well, they were able to defend it and then they were able to like condemn it sure. right? based on the same book. And this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning was you the truth is not easy. If it was easy, it would be plastered on the walls and we would know it. Mm-hmm. Or it would just be known, you know, and God would just illuminate. Um, you know, Jesus said in Mark 4, and it's so interesting that I was talking to my mom on the way here and she read that scripture to me, that Jesus is saying, like, everything that is in secret will be revealed. Like, yeah. nothing is hidden that is going to stay hidden. It's just part of revelation. Yeah. Well, if you get to the point where you're saying, oh, God, I don't want to have these conversations mm-hmm. anymore. I don't want to fight it anymore. Let them just have it their way. We'll have it our way. And we'll say, peace. It'll be a truth. Mm-hmm. A truce. Truths. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you like <laughs> that? Freudian slip? <laughs> we'll, we'll call it a day. Well, that is such a dangerous, slippery slope. Mm-hmm. because it will only get worse from there to yeah. where that group of whichever one it will be will say, no, now you have to believe it the way that we want you to believe it, which you see in social yeah. you know, platforms. Yeah. You see it today in groups like, no, you will believe as we believe, which was what happened in, in the communist you know, realm. Like, yeah. nope, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. And it's going to be done by force. So that fight is always going to be there. And as I was referencing in, in like our episodes for the Sons of History, like we have to go back and we have to look and say, okay, why exactly? Why was this decision made? Um, why was this taken? Because if you take anything on, its, on face value, typically you're not getting the full value. Exactly. Um, so you are missing a whole lot mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So no, you cannot allow for... Well, it'll be their truth. We'll have our truth, and we'll just we'll go in, in separate ways. That's why schisms happen mm-hmm. because somebody doesn't want to budge, yeah. um, and somebody doesn't want to receive the truth, right? On whichever side it was, that that's what you call a faction, which is what James Madison always referenced in the Federalist Papers. Not always, but he referenced a lot. Like there's such a danger to it. Um, so because you can you can break people apart because I believe it a certain way and that's just the way it's going to be mm-hmm. even if it's not the truth mm-hmm. and that's another thing that's scary is preference yeah. preference over truth like yeah. well it makes me feel better if I just believe it this way and so I don't it's not even so much like I know the truth, but I don't like it, so I'm not going to acknowledge it. It's I don't really want to know that 
other side. So I'm going to choose not to know. And I'll call ignorance bliss mm-hmm. and move on with the rest of my life. Um, and the world keeps moving forward yeah. on those on those principles, on those decisions. And that's a downward trend. So whether it's your individual church or your family, um, you have to fight for the truth. You have to, as I put on my website, you have to embrace it. You have right. to hold on. You have to buy it, um, as if it's, as if it's the the pearl of great price. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about when truth, I guess, hasn't been revealed yet, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of speculative, you know, um, and, and that speculation. That's kind of where the uh, the differences or, or the the butting of heads yeah. happens there. Um, how, how would you how would you suggest we kind of tread on, on on that those type of situations? The safest thing would be be a skeptic, but don't be a cynic. Okay. When the truth is revealed, don't be so stuck in your ways, which is right. sort of what John Locke was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be so stuck in your ways that you're like, no, not the way I've believed it for the past fifty years, so I'm not going to believe it now. And you think about the evolutionary theory. Right. That was just mm-hmm. so embraced, you know, yeah. and it, for some reason it's still taught in schools, yeah. although there's so many loopholes. There's so many breakdowns in it um, from the Cambrian explosion to the Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. um, which Big Bang Theory obviously was something that had to be put into place, which is not part of the evolutionary theory. I don't right. want yeah. listeners to be like, well, he's an idiot. No, those are two separate <laughs> two things. things yeah. Right. But for. For the longest time, everybody believed, not everybody, but it was just put out there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we got smart and we're like, no, the universe has always existed. And then all of a sudden we run across the Big Bang, what we call now Mm -hmm. the Big Bang Theory, and realize, okay, no, the universe actually did have a beginning. Okay, so... We're not going to give credit to Genesis one. Mm-hmm. What we will do is we'll create, we'll come up with something on our own mm-hmm. that it just happened, <laughs> right? And so you have things that, like like just just that, where there was this disagreement, and a lot of people were like, "No, God created the heavens and the earth," and like, "No, the universe has always existed. Look at it, right?" And then all of a sudden, you realize that truth through science, through seeking. Mm-hmm suddenly is revealed like oh okay now we get it and then we have like the evolution uh theory of evolution which is as it is a theory right right? well you can embrace some of those things as truth but as we continue scientists and, and and teachers and you know people who are really seeking these things they are coming across like oh well that sort of eliminates that part um okay now now this part of uh, is is wrong. Mm-hmm. So now we have to come to an agreement on the revelation of the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go all the way back to and just a, a little example of the Cambrian explosion. Like these animals just pop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no <clears throat> evolution. Time of, you know, how did they evolve? You know, they obviously apparently didn't. Mm-hmm. They just showed up. So now we've got this big question like, okay, how do we explain that? And you can either, as a lot of people do on so many different levels, explain it away, which I myself am often guilty of. Mm-hmm. I try to explain it away so I don't have to deal with it. Or you can say, okay, either that's the truth or 
we've got to dig deeper. Yeah. And those are your two options. And, and would you say that you can be agnostic while still searching for the yeah, truth? You can absolutely. take that, that, that position. Like you don't always have to, just, you don't always have to accept a blind truth just for the sake of saying, just having a truth, you know what right. I mean? Um, yeah, you can be agnostic and, and I'm, I'm very agnostic on a lot of things. Um, and I remain a skeptic on many things until more information comes to light. And, you know, I'm able to kind of formulate based off of, you know, facts and, and reason and scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the truth? You know, truth kind of, sh- it, sometimes it, it, it shapes, you know, it's not always just, um, you know, there. It, it sometimes it's, it's kind of discovered. Like you said, it's, it's revealed. Yeah. You know, it kind of unfolds. Um, what about when you're stuck in kind of, kind of the middle? Like, um, you're not, you're not sure. One great mind says this. One great mind says this, and and you're thinking, well, these people are obviously smarter than me. They, they've they've spent years of their life researching this, and I'm just kind of here in the middle, kind of reading both um, both theories. Um, what do you do? What do you do with that? Do you kind of just take that agnostic approach? And well, you know, um, you know the famous, or the, maybe not the famous, but the pretty well known saying like. There's a side to every story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's his side, her side, and then the truth. Right. Right. Yeah. And typically it's along those lines where you're taking two separates and one is not telling the whole truth. The other is not telling the whole truth, mm-hmm. but you're, you're able to parse and say, okay, this is actual, this is factual. And then you can bring those together. Um, and there's some things that you're just not going to know 100%. Right. I was asked the other night, like, so do you believe 100% that Jesus Christ is, is who he says he is? And you, you know, you believe in what the Bible says 100% and everything that goes along with that Christianity, if you will. And I was like, yeah. Um, I said, look, if a guy were to come up to me and say, recant or I'm going to kill you. Well, I would just let him kill me. Yeah. And he referenced Pascal's wager. And I'm like, well, I guess you could sort of say that. Mm-hmm. And for maybe the listeners who don't know, like, you know, Pascal's wager is two things. Like, you decide not to believe, and then when you die, you realize, uh-oh, like there was a God, mm-hmm. right? And you lose so much. Right. Or if you do believe you choose to believe and then you die what have you lost you've gained everything right right and of course you can look into that and be like but over the course of you know throughout the old testament and new testament god is talking about one thing he wants your heart and so it's hard to say that somebody has given their heart based on them simply saying i want to avoid the gnashing of teeth yeah. <laughs> you know and you know darkness um for eternity and so but back to that um sometimes i do that i don't like get on a rabbit trail <laughs> it's all you good. Know? It's all um, good. so the 100 percent would you say 100 percent that you believe in, in oh yeah yeah so but yeah back to what my friend was saying is i go no i guess 100 percent. i can't know I said, and I guess that's why Jesus told Thomas is like, well, blessed are you, you know, or no, like it's, you know, good for you that you, you've seen me and believed, but blessed are those who have not seen me and believed. And and I think that's where faith comes in. That's exactly right. Um, So it's not that 100% certainty, because if it was, 
it wouldn't be faith. Yeah, yeah. And you and you'll just just to throw this out there, you'll have some of the, you know, the most respected apologists. Uh, I think I've heard uh, Ravi Zacharias even say it that you can't one hundred percent know. Mm-hmm. You you weren't you weren't there. You know, um, but that's 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 where faith comes in, and that's where faith is 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 very important, and mm-hmm. that that is the stand that we that we will take, you know, yeah. um, and we will accept that as, as truth. Um, but I mean, to, to say a hundred percent that everything that I've been taught, everything that I believe is absolutely true. I, there's, there's a lot that I, I'm, I still remain kind of agnostic right. on, you know, yeah. um, a lot of it is on creation, you yeah. know, because there's so many, and I've, I've, I've researched this from so many different angles. So many people say different things that right. there's so many different theories on creation and I'm at the point where, like, you know, when I was when I was a kid growing up, I was just, I was taught, hey, um, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, and I, you know, six literal days. And then as I, you know, research a little bit more, I'm like, man, there's so many of these different theories, and this is kind of what what science is kind of pointing to. And and so I, I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I I kind of don't know. You yeah, know? yeah. But but that's. That's that's and there's some things that you don't know, and you're fine with not knowing. Yeah, yeah. it's like I don't think it's going to affect your life to a a great extent by not knowing how the universe was created precisely. Um, and it's one of those things where you can just study, you can research, and you can just learn, and you'll be able to have good conversation, which is what C.S. Lewis said. That was one of his favorite things. Um, and not to offend any listeners out there, but that's what he said. One of his favorite things, if not his favorite thing was to go have a beer with some friends and talk about the very hard things in life, like the hard questions. Mm -hmm. And that that's needed more than anything is to find people who you can have, not just, (laughs) not, not, not just, I'm not like saying, you know, we can, you don't have to have the beer, Yeah, yeah, but you need to have the hard conversations. Yeah. You need to have the hard conversations because God has hardwired us mm-hmm. to do that. Like we have a brain and we can fill it with so much. Yep. So. Yep. And and we're doing ourselves. If we if God is the absolute truth, and um, we we don't engage in those conversations, we are doing a massive disservice to everyone and to what we believe. And quit getting so offended. Yeah. Like, my gosh, like somebody's like, God doesn't exist. And you take offense to that. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares if somebody believes it the way that they believe? When they, when they start punching you in the face, maybe start taking offense, yeah. you know? But <laughs> like, just because somebody has a different view or religious, political or otherwise, like, take it easy. Yeah. Like, engage in conversation. When you get offended over something like that, that's an indictment primarily on you for not being able to be prepared as Paul demanded more or less that we be prepared. Yeah. Like gear up. Yeah. Great point. Great point. I love this conversation. I do too. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, we need to, like you said, I think we do need to embrace them more and have, uh, have more of these conversations, have, have these difficult discussions. I mean, even with, even with our kids, man, like, um, because, I, I I almost lost I almost lost my faith at an early age just because I started asking these questions and um, there was no one there was no one who was I felt was asking them with me yeah um, and so I, I kind of 
you know, I, I went through a moment where I was just dealing with it internally because that's not, that's not what you ask. You don't ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I think now we are kind of opening up more yeah. to, to having them. Um, and and uh, hopefully people begin to, like you say, yeah. embrace truth. I would tell your listeners, read more. Yeah. Please read more. Yes. And I'm not talking about just the Bible. Yeah. Because you're having to reach other people, right? If the Bible is 100% true, which I 100% believe mm-hmm. that it is, yeah. right? Um, well, let me take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not 100%, whatever. Um, but I believe that that is the basis. Uh, that one is the one that answers all the questions. Mm-hmm. I, I tell kids this all the time. I tell friends. I said, the Bible is the greatest study in human nature. You can go all the way back and pretty much get all your answers for why humans are the way that they are in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. dissect that for a little while, and you'll be like, wow. Yeah. Okay, we hate taking responsibility for our actions. But what do we love to do? We love to blame somebody else, <laughs> yeah. even if we get to blame God, mm-hmm. right? So read more. Read the classics. Read philosophers. Read yeah. the people who have made claims on certain things. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting. The Bible will stand the test of time, as it has. Yes. Voltaire, during the French Revolution, <laughs> Voltaire said there won't be any more Bibles mm. in the world within the span of 100 years. Well, we're a couple of hundred years yeah. later, and there are more than there have ever been. Right. right. Take solace and hope in that and confidence in that. That the Bible will stand the test of time. Yeah. But start reading other people. Start reading contradictory things to what you believe so you can be prepared for exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. But also read fellow Christians, smart people. Mm-hmm. Read smart people. Not people with an agenda. Right. Smart people. Yeah, that's good. That's um, good educated. Not so much. And, and education can be misconstrued. Yeah. Right? Um, so read more, learn more, take notes, study and then have conversation. Like I said at the beginning, reason first, and then use language. Have those conversations. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I, I can I can honestly say for myself, um, when I started to read more, when I when I discovered Audible, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of when it, my life changed forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my mind my, my intellect was opened to so many. Th- different things that school didn't teach me. Right. Um, I have a master's degree and in biblical and theological studies. And, and I, I can say just by reading, just by, um, listening to different podcasts and different thinkers Mm -hmm. and and people that have, um, they're very influential in their space. I've learned so much from them and I've, my, my whole worldview, um, I won't say worldview, my my, my worldview is still intact. Um, it's still based on, on scripture, but, there's a lot of elements in there that have kind of been reshaped simply because I continue to try to educate myself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, we kind of stop after the formal education, um, but we still got a lot of living. I mean, if, it, you know, if the average person lives to, you know, in their seventies, um, yeah. there's, there's still a lot to, to learn and still a lot to gain. Yeah. So, and Jesus isn't coming back until he's coming back. Yeah. And the disciples thought he was, you know, he's coming right. He'll right. be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2,000 plus years, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're still, he's coming back soon. Yeah. In, in his terms, right. super soon, right? <laughs> but in, in our terms, he may not be back in our lifetime. Right. And I keep hearing people saying, I think he'll be back in 20, 
whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, when I hear that. okay, man. Well, guess what? 88 reasons for why God's coming back in 1988. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Followed up with 89 reasons why God's coming back in 1989. Yeah. Um, well, Dustin, man, it was it was a pleasure talking to you. I had a great you, time. Yeah, I would love to do this again and and kind of dive deeper. Um, and uh, so, how, how can people where would where would you uh, refer them to if they wanted to get, you know, kind of maybe not in contact with you, but kind of just get to know a little bit more about what you're doing, your podcast website. Yeah, like I would that. really like for people to check out the podcast okay. and and the website, thesonsofhistory.com. dot okay. com. Um, we put up all of our our videos. We're in the middle of our first season um, on our YouTube series on the American Revolution, starting with, um, and we dress up as colonial figures, know, historical figures. It's very fun. It's yeah. very funny. Uh, we had some ridiculous humor in there, too. Um, the first episode was what led to us declaring our independence. Uh, the second one is just about writing the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. which, I, which I think a lot of students really need to to listen to yeah uh gives them a basis of what exactly the declaration of independence is it's the founding document of this nation and a lot of them haven't read it um so i probably hadn't read it since i was in high school or Mm -hmm. middle school right yeah and so it allowed me to get a real refresher course at a very deep level um and so the next one is battles of the american revolution which we're breaking up into multiple parts the first part just came out um, the next one's going to be on the Constitution and then the Federalist Papers. Awesome, so. man! I'm, sign me up for all that because yeah, of, yeah I need to. and the Sons of History podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever. Okay, so yeah, awesome. All right, Dustin, man. Uh, once again, thank you. I know you're coming all the way from the Woodlands, which Woodlands. is it's only right. like 15 minutes from where I live. I guess uh-huh. we could have met somewhere over there, but we wouldn't have had the the fancy mics. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you coming out, man, and we'll do it again. Um, I look forward to it. Yeah, bro. So thanks. God bless you. Yeah.